Welcome to LaunchCast, a podcast sponsored by the Mon Valley LaunchBox. The Mon Valley LaunchBox is a no-cost incubator accelerator aimed at building the entrepreneur ecosystem in the Mon Valley. We also offer expert business coaching and low-cost working space with access to a computer lab, printing, conference space, and access to private offices for one-on-one meetings. We hope you enjoy the show. LaunchCast, where passion meets best practice. I am your host for today. Today, we will be talking about innovation. We have Rebel Bread Clothing with us today, and we have the CMOS Gel Lady with us today. And both of them decided that there was an issue or a challenge that they were facing, and they decided not to just go out and buy someone else's product. They decided to innovate and, and create their own product that has even a stronger line and, and identifies with the people that they are targeting to purchase their product. So today, we're talking about innovation, which is excited about the year 2021 and the content that we will bring and our goal was to inspire anybody and everybody who has an idea to achieve their goal in this year or the years to come. So here we are on LaunchCast. Again, my name is Eric Yule. I'm the facilitator of the Mon Valley LaunchBox, where we help businesses go from good to great. And it's our goal to be here for you as you attempt to go and start your business. So here we are. Listen to us today and we hope that you enjoy the show. Hi, my name is Dr. Tammy Washington, and my business is the SMG Lady. So we are here today, and we are excited to have in the uh, podcast studio with us Tammy Washington, who is the SMG Lady. So tell us, Tammy, uh, that's the name of your business, but what kind of business do you have? Uh, Thanks. Thank you. Um, My business is the making and manufacturing of CMOS gel. Um, The letters SMG in the business name actually stand for CMOS gel. So I actually take CMOS from its dried state and I create CMOS gel. Wow, wow. So as I'm listening to you, this is not something uh, that's for a novice. This is not something that the average person would just, you know, want to go out and do. So how, how in the world did you come up with this idea of creating CMOS and, you know, a follow-up to that would be, what are the benefits of CMOS? Gel. Uh, it's, it's a very, very interesting journey, actually. Um, CMOS gel, ironically, it's not something that's new, right? This has been in existence for hundreds and hundreds of years. But what wow. I've learned is that it's new to some individuals. It's new to our culture. It's new to our particular geographic area. You don't hear many people in the Pittsburgh and surrounding area part of the country talking about CMOS, but you have the natives of the Caribbean islands, Jamaica, St. Lucia, and this is where the CMOS is derived from. It's grown in the ocean. It's an edible seaweed that grows naturally in the oceans of the Caribbean Hmm. waters. Individuals from the Caribbean islands, they've been consuming CMOS for thousands of years, um, even the people over in Ireland. So I'm now I'm switching gears, talking about another culture. <laughs> people in Ireland are well educated on the benefits of CMOS, and they've been consuming CMOS. And so, because I've been a huge follower of Dr. Sebi, he was an Ondorian herbalist that practiced um, a healthy, clean, and alkaline diet. I remember some of his readings talking about CMOS gel here and there, but I really wasn't drawn to it. Um, it. It wasn't until the pandemic hit, 
and I started to do a little bit more research to figure out if there was a way that I could possibly work better towards my health, increasing my immune system, and making sure I could do the best I could to fight off this horrible pandemic. Because my my biggest fear was that I could come down with the coronavirus, Mm -hmm. it could take me under, I won't be here for my family. There's got to be a way that I could really pour into myself and, and elevate my health and awareness of my my body. Right. So your personal health obviously is the number one factor that uh, caused you to begin to create this. So in doing that, how in the world did you think of that? I can I can do this and, and for other people because, I mean, I have the benefit of everybody. I've, I've known Tammy my, literally almost my entire life. So I, I know her very well, and I've seen her journey through life. And she's always been one of the healthiest people that I've ever known. So, of course, you did this for health benefits, the alkaline diet. Of course, it, it has hundreds of years of history, which is also amazing. But, you know, so now you go from this is going to be good for me to this can be good for everybody. So t- talk me through that piece to where you went from, yeah, it's great for me, and now I want to be able to bless somebody else with what I, what I know. Right. So once I, once I knew about CMOS jail, I was like, okay, let me, let me go online like we always do, right? We, we use the Internet mm-hmm. as our, our source of knowledge. And there are a lot of companies everywhere that make CMOS gel. You know, there were videos I saw on, on how these people were making CMOS gel and producing it and selling it. And so I started getting it for myself. And then I realized, wait a minute, I could probably do this myself because it's a very <laughs> simple process. So because I'm, I'm always trying to learn ways of how I can do things, I just, I like to be as self-sufficient as I can. So I'm trying to figure out how I can do this myself. And the more I started doing doing my research, watching different YouTube videos, looking online, I said to myself, I could I could do this. And if I can create this and I can make this gel, there's a chance that people around me are going to be interested in because this is something that's going to benefit our bodies from the inside out. And what better mm. time to try and do that than right now when we're facing a pandemic that that our government, the, the medical teams, nobody can seem to get their hands around. Right. This was the perfect opportunity for me to try and get into something new that could improve my health and wellness as well as educate other people around me and share the product if they're interested. And and lo and behold, I I created some CMOS gel for myself. I made way too much. My first batch was huge. <laughs> and I thought, oh my god, I have all these I have all this gel. I'm going to make, I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to post it on my page and I'm going to say, Hey, I made CMOS gel. You know, some of you might know about it. Some of you might not know about it. If you're interested, let me know. And I couldn't manage all of the responses coming in. And there was an equal balance. I got about 50% people inquiring, well, what is this? And then I got mm-hmm. about 50% people saying, hey, I used to take that. I have a person in Georgia, in Atlanta that makes it. Oh, I lost touch with my friend in Florida that used to get it. I really want to get some. So I mm. became the producer and supplier of CMOS gel as well as the advocate and educator of mm. CMOS gel. And so it, it became a, a following, if you will. Wow. So so now you have this, this cult following, but, but I don't want to ride past, which is our topic of conversation for today, which is innovation. Uh, innovation, in my, in my estimation, comes from when someone has a need uh, for something for themselves or they see a better way to produce something that they are partakers of, and then they innovate and they create something that is either better, equal to, 
um, or completely different. So you 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 did just that. You you had an understanding of it. You wanted to make uh, again. You wanted to make sure that you were doing everything to keep yourself healthy healthy during this pandemic. And you know, one day you just threw it out there on, on Facebook, and then lightning struck. So now you're the educator, you're the producer, and a, and a lot of people produce things for their family and their friends um, and things of that nature. But from talk to to my listeners, Tammy, about how it went from your personal network. Uh, to now, it's on shelves in stores across our region. <laughs> it, it's really, really interesting, and it, it, it follows that old practice of advertising, uh, word of mouth. It was merely word of mouth, uh, recognizing the, the need for myself and wanting to create my own CMOS gel so that I could really connect to its authentic state, knowing I made this gel myself. I know how it's manufactured. I know what it does to my body, and I can stand by it and, and believe in it. That information was enough to share to people that I know, people in my close circles, my family and friends, listening to their experience once they began taking the gel, and then word of mouth. Individuals are happy about the product. They experience positive reactions to it. Their immune system is stronger. Their metabolism has increased. And like in the world of customer service, when you experience something good with the product, you're more likely to share the word about your experience. And so I've really stood on the word of mouth as well as the social media platform to, to spread the word. And a friend of mine said, you know, you should really think about putting your product in different stores. And the first thing I thought of was, wow, that's that's a huge leap, right? And, and that's I'm that's a big thinking, step, big step. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking from a you know a, a corporate perspective because my 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 world is my career is in corporate so naturally I think to the very very top the very high levels the, the giant eagles mm-hmm. the the Whole Foods the the huge chains that go across the country, um, and then I had to take a step back and say okay if you start small let's think about community let let's think about the areas that are right within your reach let's think about the lives that you can influence and impact right here in your community and this also connects to my studies and my research in community engagement which is what my my doctoral degree is in this allowed me to step right into my own community and go to the smaller stores and mm-hmm. say hey i know you have a health and supplement area but do you have cmos gel and when the answer was no, my question was why? <laughs> and so the conversation turned it. And I went to them and I talked to them and they have the CMOS uh, supplements in little tablets. And I asked them, you know, do you have the, you know, the actual natural organic wild raised CMOS gel? And when I was told no and I asked them why, there was no response for that question. They didn't really have enough education. So, again, I stepped into that role as an educator to teach and educate about the origin of CMOS and the gel that's created, and they were interested. And so once I landed in that store, it was just a matter of deciding, okay, what's my next target? There's a smoothie and cold-pressed juice store in Lawrenceville. I, Mm. I took the same the same approach. I called, talked to the owner, told her I, I created CMOS gel. Interestingly, she was aware of CMOS gel. She's traveled around the world, so she's very mm. well-versed in how other cultures self-medicate themselves, uh, different herbs and remedies. So she was 
really aware of CMOS jail and she was interested in it. So there wasn't really much of a, a sales pitch per se. It was mm-hmm. just really about, I want to see your product. Can you bring it down? We had lunch outside, you know, at the time, you know, the pandemic was still very new. So we were practicing the social distance at our little table outside. And <laughs> in, in 10 minutes, um, she was amazed and she said, I, I really want to, I really want to get in touch with you. I really want to know more. How can I put this on my shelf? Wow. So, how it started. so you're, you're pretty much, uh, the only producer in our region. Um, and, and many of the stores that would traditionally carry your product don't have it. And primarily it sounds like because there's nobody that produces it locally, A, and B, nobody has approached them uh, to bring this to market. So you're really at the beginning uh, of this, uh, what, what could be a movement of CMOS jail users in our region because, you know, uh, Pittsburgh does have some of the highest rated medical facilities and some of the most uh, medically aware residents. Uh, you know, about our health. So I think that, you know, I'm, I'm excited, um, you know, that you're currently in two stores and you're selling it online, you know, and, and you're moving forward. So I kind of want to shift gears a little bit because, you know, just in, in the 10 minutes we've been talking, you know, you've educated me, you know, 100 times more than I had before we started 10 minutes ago. Um, but I want to move now into, because I think one of the things, two pieces I kind of want to go into. So this is not your full-time job. So, you you know, you work in the corporate field, what do you do, you know, in terms of job title corporately? Um, and then also I kind of want to talk about how you then went to establishing the business because you talked about how you are a high-level thinker. And I know you're not just selling CMOS out of your pocket and taking all the money putting it back in your pocket. I know you have, you know, some structures in place. So, you know, first question would be, and for a few minutes, let's talk about your career and what you do professionally. Sure. Uh, I am what's called a senior project consultant. Uh, for Highmark Blue Cross Blue Shield. I've been employed with Highmark for just under 24 years. In 20, wow. It'll be 24 years in March. So, you know, I, I've climbed the corporate ladder, and now a, a senior project or lead project consultant is someone that manages financial portfolios for all of the operations areas within Highmark. So if mm. there is a particular area that requires funding, from the entire enterprise because they want to put in some system enhancements or we need to move to another electronic platform of some sort, their department has to come through my area so that we can develop their business case and get them ready to go before the executive leadership board and request funding. Mm. So my team is responsible for getting them ready to present their case, explain what the return on investment is, and and basically help coach them through the process of getting the executive leadership team to realize the value in this request and therefore provide them the financial funding needed for the for the request. Wow. That's, wow. So that's you, my you, business day job. <laughs> and and that, that doesn't sound like something you go to, you know, 9 o'clock in the morning and 5 o'clock you punch out and you, and you go home and there's, no more thoughts on your brain. So, you know, you, you have a, a very high-level job that requires you to be, you know, mentally and physically present. Um, and like I said, probably outside of your eight hours. So so oh, with, yeah. with, with juggling those two, you know, how, how do you how do you find the balance, right? So when do I do my CMOS? And then when am I, you know, when am I cutting the, the day job off? Because, you know, fortunately, you know, and I know you, you'd be a very intelligent woman, I know you cut off. I know all of us have to take that time to say, you know what, all right, this is my cutoff for today. Sometimes it's two hours after work. Sometimes it's 15 minutes, right? Um, so how do you balance? How do you juggle that? 
Yeah, you have to, right? You have to make sure you you keep the line separate between, you know, your your personal life and your professional life. Um, I have a pretty flexible schedule, um, and especially now due to the the pandemic. So my my leadership, my vice president and director, they're very lenient in allowing us to just manage manage our our schedules. So I don't really have a start time for you know 8 a.m. and I end at 4 p.m. As long as I manage my portfolios, make sure I'm, I'm available for my team, make sure I'm available for the stakeholders, I can operate on a day-to-day basis, usually within a good seven and a half, eight and a half, nine hours of corporate work. Um, that can fluctuate. I could start as early as 7, 7.15, depending on if I'm getting ready for, you know, a staff meeting or something, or it may run later into the day where I'm on my laptop finishing up a call or sending through a data report at 5.30, 6 o'clock at night. So it really just depends on what the needs are from a corporate perspective and, and where I am in, in balancing, you know, my time for corporate. Um, so at some point, I try to focus on wrapping up Highmark at least by 5, 5.30 at the latest. Gotcha. Um, and then there's usually some downtime where I like to try to shift gears. And then I'll go over and I grab what's called my little my little thinking book. You know, I have the S&G lady on the front of it. This is like my little thinking book. And I go in and I just start to look at my, my notes, look at my to-dos to see if there's anything I've listed for myself throughout the week. I have to journal everything and plan. So if there's something that I had listed for you know, my to-do for the week or the day, I'll take a look and see if there's something little that I can take care of because, you know, 5.30 in the evening, especially if it's a Monday or a Tuesday, my brain is mentally tapped out. Absolutely. So I really don't want to take on anything really big relative to, you know, my my own SMG lady business. So there might be something small where I need to, you know, online order in some more bottling products, order in some more labeled uh, stickers. Maybe I need to check on the toner in my printer. Maybe, you know, different things. Maybe I need to look at some invoices to make sure things are sent out. Um, I'll try to just do something that's a little less taxing. The the main, the bulk of my time for the SMG lady is usually absorbed on the weekends. Mm-hmm. You know, corporate Monday through Friday. Uh, it's very rare that I have to roll into the weekend to spend time on Highmark work, so I really dedicate my weekend time to the business. But it, it really truly is a balancing act. I'll never, I'll never say that there's a quick way to do it or a perfect way to do it. I usually take it day by day. Um, and it just determines on what, what the day presents in my corporate world and then how I can possibly level set time for my personal world, which then becomes about the business. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. So, so now let's switch gears a little bit and talk about the establishment of the organization. So you, you develop this product, and it almost happens organically, no pun intended, um, where you move into this, this space now where you are now on shelves and, and you're, you're uh, processing invoices and all of those things using your corporate knowledge um, and, and background to, to help you uh, on this side of the business. So are you an LLC? Are you a sole proprietor? Talk to me about the structure of your business. Yeah, my structure is officially right now it is an LLC. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about the, the future in terms of whether or not that will, that will be enough. Um, what I'm hoping is that at some point it will become either an S, a solo corporation or a C corporation where 
my business will grow and there will become there will there will be not will become yeah there will mm-hmm. be um birthed other companies under my entire umbrella that's the vision i have for the mm. smg lady so at some point it will become more than just about the cmos gel that's on the shelf that you take every day Absolutely. I envision something larger. So at that point, as the business grows, um, the the structure around it will have to grow. And that's a little Please. scary because in, in all um, vulnerability here, mm-hmm. that's new territory for me because I, I've never considered myself being a, a business owner or an entrepreneur. I was pretty comfortable and still am mm-hmm. comfortable working the, the world of corporate. You know, I, I've, I've gone to school. So I've been educated, so my structure allows me to walk in that line of corporate growth, and I've been comfortable with that. But being passionate about impacting the lives of people and helping people to change their lives in a positive way, that comes from within. And and the, the passion around that is connected to this new business that I've created. So mm-hmm. I have... Without trying, I've actually pushed myself into what I consider an uncomfortable space. Absolutely. Because this business is going to grow, and now I have to learn what that really means. How do you grow a business? How do you grow into an actual, you know, solo corporation from an LLC? How, you know, all of those pieces now I'll have to learn how to do. And then that's, that's scary. But, you know, it all comes with the territory, you know. Um, exactly. And you've mentioned several things that I, I really want my listeners to understand, and and it's, it's really shining through is your passion to help people. Um, and you know, we talked about this a little bit offline, um, but I think it's important for people to understand. You know, everything that you do is not always going to line up with your life passion. It's not always going to line up with, uh, uh, you know, you achieving what you want to achieve and make you feel good mentally, physically, and spiritually. So, you know, you, you said, I'm comfortable in this corporate world, you know, but now I, I found, you know, uh, almost like your life's work, um, you know, and, and health-wise. You know, I watch you, Tammy. You know, you'll, you'll ride 30 miles one day on the bike. The next day you're, you're running 15 <laughs> miles, you know, you're, you're running 15 miles through the streets of Pittsburgh. So I, I watch you in, in your transition. And like I said, I, I just watch you be so so consistent, um, you know, uh, with, with your health. Um, and I and I know that probably comes from some things that have happened over the course of your life, but you know, let, let's 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 sit there for a moment. Let's talk about that, you know, because you're comfortable in your corporate your corporate job, and you're not looking for this to be the end all be all, the CMOS jail. But you you know, it it fulfills um, what what seems to be there was a need there uh, to be able to help somebody else. Let's elaborate on that a little bit, if you can. Oh yeah, um, in in my in my uh doctoral program, um, we had to figure out what we were passionate about. And that, that's a hard question to, to face. You have to take some time to, to step back from your day-to-day life, you know, and that could be corporate, that could be, you know, relationship, marriage, children, obligations. You have to really step back and take time to, to go deep within yourself to figure out what is it, what is it that keeps you up at night? What is it that makes a difference on how you move and, and when you move? What is it that will make you go above and beyond without a second guess? And that, that's really hard. So during, during my doctoral studies, I started to think about how I could possibly work with individuals, particularly individuals like me, 
um, women that look like me that came from a disadvantaged community and were, were facing a number of challenges. You know, we mm. all we all face challenges and struggles and problems. But what I've learned through my research is that people do not acknowledge the state that they're in. And, and mm. when I say that, I'm speaking of stress and, and trauma, anxiety. There are so mm. many people from our background that are facing stress and anxiety and trauma that they begin to believe that it's just the norm and it's really not normal. So in during this, this course of my study, I decided to write my dissertation on stress and the day-to-day methods and, and coping mechanisms that are used by single women in disadvantaged communities that experience mm. stress. And it was astounding to me to learn that a lot of my participants weren't even aware that mm. what they were experiencing was truly stress. So I realized in that moment, there is a way that I can help individuals. So being able to use my, my research and, and book knowledge to apply myself in the community, meet with people, and have these discussions about how you can identify with the state that you're in, acknowledge it, own it, and understand it's stress. It's not normal. It's not normal for you to wake up to gunfire. It's not Mm. normal for you to wake up and not have enough food to feed your family. It's not normal to wake up and and worry and panic and have the elevated blood pressure and the headaches. That's not normal. The lives that we live and the conditions that we face are not normal. So being able to help people realize that helps them to understand that they're empowered to take steps to change that, whether that means getting into the different social services that are offered, whether that means counseling, whether that means just social groups where you can just begin to open up and talk about what you're feeling, identifying mm. those those factors that, that have, you know, the, the stressors that occur in your life, identifying those factors, being able to reach out to individuals and say, hey, I'm struggling here and I need some help as opposed to doing what we've been taught to do, which is, you you know, life is hard. You just got to deal with it. You just got to keep pushing. You just got to keep pushing. Yeah, you you do have to keep moving forward, but it's not normal. And you, you need to understand that it's okay and there's help and there's resources to help you get through what it is you're feeling. Right. So being passionate about helping someone This business was just another way that I realized I could be helping people. They don't Mm. realize that there are so many benefits about CMOS gel that come naturally. You don't have to worry about the the commercialized medications, the the vitamins on the shelf, whether or not you've taken this particular pill. Okay, I better go and get this pill. I got to buy this pill. Mother Nature has given us ways of taking care of our bodies. Mm-hmm. And, and I've learned through my studies that CMOS is just one of them. It's one of nature's ways of giving your body the minerals and the nutrients that it needs. It's known as a superfood. Um, mm. There's our body. Our body has 102 minerals that it needs to sustain. That was something that I didn't know about, and I learned that through <laughs> my research. CMOS has 92 of those 102 minerals that the human body needs. Wow. 92 of 102. And we're talking about seaweed that comes from the ocean. So this is natural. It's natural. It has 15 of the 18 nutrients that our body needs to function properly. 
for our brain to process, for our thyroid to be healthy. And our thyroid is the main control center of the body. That's the first indicator that something's thrown off in your body when your thyroid's not acting right. Wow. So there, there are ways to educate people on how they can take care of themselves, how they can help better themselves. And if I can help someone live a better life, live a healthier life, take steps to, to being better, it, to me, that's, you, you can't put a, you can't put a dollar amount on that. That's priceless. So, so tell me what you just did in that, in that three minutes that you were just talking about that particular subject. It summed up what I believe innovation is all about. You know, innovation, innovation requires inspiration and your inspiration was helping people. So if if anybody wants to create something to be innovative, you have to have some level of inspiration. I mean, I look at products that we see. I'm an avid Shark Tank watcher, you know, and I see moms come on here with new non-dribble sippy cups and and different things, but their their children (laughs) were their inspiration. And that's right. I'm a, I'm excited to see and to hear, you know, uh, throughout your life's journey, A, that you recognize the deficits um, and, and, the, and the challenges that you faced, you know, growing up as a young woman, um, and you and you faced those things head on, and then you took it a step further and used that for your doctoral research, um, and even now you're still growing and evolving and innovating ways that you can help other people. Tammy, I'm just, I'm just like blown away by our conversation today. And uh, we can keep going and keep going, but I, I got a got a time limit. Um, but I, I'm just excited to be able to bring, you know, what you're doing to people because, like I said, a lot of times people, you know, and, and you, we talk about it from our communities are are uh, untrusting of our own people um, and think that everybody is out to get a dollar. And this is, has nothing to do, you know, with a dollar. You have a very successful corporate career that you've done very well in and continue to do very well in, and you can leave CMOS Jail Lady tomorrow and not miss a beat financially. So, you know, I want everybody to understand this is not a financial journey for Tammy. This is a spiritual journey for her to be able to help people who are struggling just like she did and does, you know, because I think one of the things that we oftentimes don't talk about as well is that, you know, the struggle isn't over. It's a daily struggle. You know, those minerals, needing those minerals don't go away because you took CMOS today. You know, you you still need those things. Um, so, you know, your your journey, Tammy, is one that I would say, you know, is inspiring, um, and I hope that will inspire someone else. So if I have a listener, and this will be one of our last questions, if I have a listener who is trying to, uh, who's working a corporate job, so this, this should open me up to some more listenership, who's working a corporate job right now, who has some inspiration, and they're trying to figure out how to innovate to create something, what would be the number one piece of advice that you would give somebody um, in terms of taking that first step, right? They have the inspiration and they have somewhat of an idea of what that innovation could be, but what pushes that person onto the next phase? Pushing past the fear. That's the first thing, first thing that comes to mind and the, the best thing I could tell anyone. Be ready and be able to push past the fear because there, there's, there's a level of discomfort in what you don't know. There's the fear of the unknown. And mm-hmm. I've learned, and other people will learn as well, it's okay to be uncomfortable. You'll learn to be comfortable in an uncomfortable space because that, that's how you develop character. That's where the growth comes in. That's where, that's where the greatest things are born in that space of discomfort. So push past the fear and do it. Don't let your fear stand in the way of that opportunity. 
Don't let the fear stand in the way of your growth. And and I'm just going to spin it from a, a spiritual perspective. Don't let that fear stand in the way of what could truly be your calling. Wow. Get what that could out truly of the way be and push forward. Yes. So so eliminating the fear. I love it. I love it. And like I said, you're a very learned woman, uh, very knowledgeable, both in, inside and outside of the classroom. And you didn't come with some great technical term. You didn't come with you know contact an attorney and and you know get your LLC. <laughs> you know. You said no. get over the fear because that's the number one piece. Attorneys and LLCs and all those things come, but you know, yeah, that'll the, come. All just getting over come. the fear, getting over that's that fear, getting is, over the is, fear. Is, is wow, wow. Yeah, I'm, and then I'm, another thought: use your resources. You'd be surprised at the people around you. You'd be surprised at the wealth of knowledge that's probably right at your hand. Don't be afraid to share your thoughts and your ideas because you never know. God has sent so many people to me without my knowing it. Just in sharing my thoughts and ideas, I've been connected to people that have helped me along this journey, and I never saw them coming. Never, never saw, saw them, them coming. coming. That and, and that and that's uh, you know I don't want to keep it too spiritual. I'm, I'm working for Penn State right now, but you know that's discernment. You know, uh, being able to discern, you know, when and, and who to have conversations with, and like you said, you know, doors will open up for you that you never imagined. Whenever you get, and it goes back to your original point, still ties together, which is the fear. Because, you know, everybody has a great idea and they fear, right, uh, telling somebody their idea in, in the fear that somebody's going to take it and or, you know, they're going to lose their opportunity. So, you know, I, I want everybody to understand that, you know, Tammy has come a long way, um, you know, from where, where we started at. And, and, you know, she continues to excel and to grow. And, you know, there's no level of attainment or achievement that we can say that we are done growing and learning. We still grow and learn every day, no matter what level of education, of career, or even business success that we have. We're always learning. We're always growing. So uh, finally, Tammy, the final question is, uh, I know you mentioned it during our conversation, but at the end I always ask, where can we find your products, and is there other ways that somebody can get in contact with you if they have questions? Absolutely. Um, you can visit my website at www.thesmglady.com. My products are available there online. Uh, you can also visit the East End Food Co-op, which is over in Point Breeze. The Seamoss Jail is on shelves. You can also go to the Pittsburgh Juice Company, which is on Penn Avenue in Lawrenceville. My Seamoss Jail is on shelves there as well. If you have any questions or, or comments, please feel free to email me. Uh, my email address is Dr. Tammy at the SMGlady.com. I'm also on social media. Instagram, I am the SMG Lady. So just the SMG Lady. That's Instagram name or the handle, whatever that term is. <laughs> and on Facebook, I have a business page, the SMG Lady. And you can also check out my, my personal page, uh, Dr. Tammy Washington. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you heard all the mediums uh, that she has now available. Her website. She's on. She's on shelves in two stores locally here in Pittsburgh. She's available nationally, internationally, online. Um, and you know, maybe the next time we talk, she'll be on shelves in Whole Foods across the country. But you know, that's 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 um, that's something we're going to speak it, and now we're going to believe it and trust that it'll happen. Um, and we're again, we're just excited to be able to have this conversation with Tammy, Doctor Tammy, and. Uh, you heard it here first. SMG Lady is growing uh, both mentally, physically, and spiritually, and she is here to be 
uh, help to, uh, people who are, who are facing challenges just like she faced. And this is not about a particular uh, uh, color of people and or, or race of people. It's about everybody because we all need the same minerals to be able to, to survive and to thrive in this life. So, Tammy, I appreciate you, and, and I hope that you enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. Thank you. I, I can't even tell you how enriching this has been um, just to, to share my journey along with you and then to, to hear your perspective on it as well. It, it means a lot, and I'm, I'm truly grateful for the opportunity, um, and I look forward to, to the growth. Thank you all for listening. Uh, special shout-out to Penn State. I'm Penn State alumni, so I got a <laughs> shout-out Penn State. <laughs> but I'm, I'm really thankful for it. Thank you for the opportunity. All right. I will talk to you soon, and have a great day. Okay, you too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Nathan Brooks, Rebel Bread Clothing. All right, we are in the podcast studio today. We have Nathan Brooks with us today uh, talking about Rebel Bread Clothing. How long have you been in business? Well, I've been in business since um, since 2016 is when it was established, and I started uh, selling the brand uh, Memorial Day of 2017. Yep. Memorial Day 2017. So what inspired you? So it's a clothing company. Tell me what inspired you to start a clothing company. Yeah, so it's a streetwear clothing company um, designed to educate, uplift, and inspire others. And what really inspired me was just like um, the situation that you see right now going on in our country, Mm -hmm. things of that nature, just injustice, uh, immorality, like just um, celebrating the wrong things. And I felt like it was time to get back in the direction where people – paid attention to what mattered most, which is holding uh, high values, principles, and morals, and just moving in a, a in a positive manner as opposed to celebrating the wrong things. I love it. I love it. So you said something that, that really sparks my interest. You said educate and uplift. Talk to me about what you mean by educating and uplift, because I mean, I heard you say a little bit of it, and you talked about what's going on in the country right now. Uh, but to me, educating and uplifting is something that's absolutely necessary in our communities. Even where we sit right now, the inspiration behind this place was hope. You know, we sat down before we opened these doors and we asked the community what they needed, and they said hope. So talk to me about educating and uplift. Just dig into that a little bit more. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so just the education part of it is. It goes into different aspects, but one is, um, as like African-Americans, of course, we just have, I feel like uh, we definitely have to honor uh, the ones that paved the way before us and our ancestors and uh, just just the education behind knowing who we are, knowing how, you know, how strong we are, believing in ourselves, uh, knowing the strength that we had, the resilience, the perseverance that we came through. So it was just about just passing that message down to the next generations of uh, just like just the strength and courage that we have. I think a lot of times um, in our community, we, we are down on one another or and other people are down on us and we lose we lose the essence of just how, you know, uh, how strong and courageous we are as a people. So just educating people on past past history is one thing. And then it was just also about educating people on anything that you may have expertise in, like say that you're a, you're a, um, a businessman. Well, go ahead and, you know, just give the knowledge that you have down to the next generation, not only your kids, but spread the word, you know. And it, that, I think that's very important for us to build up as a community and build up as a people is just to get back to that that strong family sense, that community, that um, that 
that trap where we're we're passing out, you know, love and acknowledgement and information to one another. Wow. So so as I hear you talk, and today's topic, if you if you're listening, is innovation. And and what I'm hearing you say, you're not talking about fabric, you're not talking about a certain style of t-shirt or hoodie or dress. You're talking about your clothing bringing a message to people that is necessary to uplift them. I mean, I mean, if, if there's nothing uh, innov- innovative about clothing, this is absolutely innovative mm-hmm. when you think about what you're trying to do. Uh, so in that, uh, talk about some of the, the strategies that you've taken uh, thus far since 2016 to kind of get that message out there. What, have, what are some of the messages that you've already sent uh, to the people who wear your clothing and the people who might understand the culture of what you're trying to do? Yeah, so uh, since uh, 2016, I've been doing it uh, part-time and and starting to take on more of a full-time role with the business. But, uh, you know, just out the gate, just putting out videos, you know, just, um, just letting people know in the messaging that we're all about education, uplifting, inspiring others. And... Um, and the way we do that is we do it in a in a fun manner though, so it's also fashionable. So we'll have a photo shoot, and the clothes will be nice, but everybody will be together and just be spreading love amongst one another. If you see anything that I put out, it's all you know, just people just celebrating each other and and just uh, coming together as one, and that's that's what it's all about is the unity. And so we've done you know uh, pop up shops. I'll I'll spread the message there. I'll spread the message at uh, fashion shows. Um, Facebook, Instagram, you know, any any vehicle that I, I deem necessary for, you know, that that'll work for the brand is mm-hmm. what, is the way I'll push it. That's what's up. So you you found multiple mediums. You, you're using all the mediums of today to get this message out there. Uh, who are some of the figures that you've highlighted in your messaging? Because again, um, you know, there's a lot of, of, of figures out there that are sending messages. Yeah. Uh, but again, yours is to uplift. And, and we see messages in the media every day, uh, especially around culture. And when you talk about the uh, specifically the African-American culture in this country, you know, the people who control the media don't put out positive messages around our culture. Uh, so who are some of the people that you've highlighted or what are some of the, the messages that you've sent? Yeah, uh, definitely. Some of the people that we've highlighted so far, um, Harriet Tubman was a, a big one. That uh, The piece that we have on uh, rebelbreadclothing.com where Harriet Tubman is uh, is embodied on the $20 bill instead of Andrew Jackson. Mm-hmm. And I think we all uh, would agree that that needs to go um, <laughs> into the physical form. Um, they, they're trying to push it back, of course, because they don't want to see that happen. Especially Trump. Once Trump got elected, he pushed the the bill back to put Harriet on a twenty dollar bill. So I said, uh, you know, well, I'm gonna go ahead and put it on clothing and let people know that this is supposed to happen. And you know, this is a person who who persevered um, to the utmost level. You know, and she was not only about herself getting through the underground railroad, but she went back and uh, pulled others. Absolutely. Uh, into freedom as well. And that's that's what it should be about, is about pulling your fellow brother or sister up. So we highlighted Harriet Tubman. Um, also, Malcolm X. We did a piece on Malcolm X called Malcolm's Journey. And uh, the great thing about that is kind I kind of like studied Malcolm X for, you know, probably a, a few months. Because, uh, you know, you always hear his story and how, how vocal he was. Mm-hmm. But you just kind of really like... I really wanted to get to know him as uh, more of a person, and the more I study him, 
It's just how uh, how I learned that he constantly evolved, and mm. he, didn't, he didn't let his mistakes overcome him. He, you know, he made mistakes at an early at an early age, and um, a lot of us do that. And especially black men, we get caught up in the you know the uh, legal yes it's legal system. Might may be in prison for a point of time, but Malcolm X he went through all of that, and he, he continued to elevate himself. And I just love the way he continued to try to grow as a person. And I think we should all do that throughout our lifetimes, continue to continue to strive for more. That's what's up. That's what's up. So what were your experiences? Right. Because, uh, you know, uh, as as young men, uh, I, re- I recall a time when I first went to college where everybody who looked like me wanted to start and own their own business because we wanted to be our own boss. So, you know, I, I understand you probably had the dream to be your own boss for a long time. But outside of that, what what experiences did you go through in your life that made this, you know, the call? Right. Because what, what you're doing is, is, is bigger than owning a business. Um, and what you're attempting to do, it, you know, could have an effect that can go much greater than just making dollars. So what was it that 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 uh, triggered you to want to do this in terms of what you want to do to be your own boss? I know you wanted to do that for a long time, yeah. but how did this become the decision that I want to do this and spread this message? Yeah, um, it, it was um, a lot went into it just over, you know, I just feel like it's it's been a lifelong journey to get to this point. Be honest. Um, you start off, you know. I just grew up. I grew up in the Mon Valley and clear in the Keysport, and and I also grew up going to church as well. So I saw uh, both sides of the aisle. I seen a lot of you know, a lot of drug dealing, a lot of drug abuse in um, in our communities. So that that was something I you know grew up with a lot of people who didn't have dads around who were mm. imprisoned, and uh, you know that played a part in seeing them fall to the wayside and getting caught up with the wrong group of friends and just uh just all those experiences and then just uh going through the church and just seeing the spiritual aspect of things as a at a young age and then having to go on my own journey and learn my own spirituality because that's gonna have to be a personal journey you can't nobody could just like put you in the church and say you know this is right you know god right you're gonna have to find that on your own so, um, you know, just spending time doing that, uh, coming out of the Mon Valley, going into school, and then, you know, uh, just not not knowing which way to go, which direction to move right, in. Right, right. And then, um, you know, just finding, finding the point in time where I was like, I need things to change because I'm working at a job I don't, I don't like. It doesn't give me any fulfillment. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing in life. I know it can't be this. And uh, just searching, you know, just going on that that journey of just searching for uh, yourself. Because if you don't know who you are as a person, then, you know, you're going to harm yourself and you're going to harm other people. Like, that's just just the way it's going to go. So just going on that journey for self and finding that. And then um, just just saying, all right, let me go ahead and uh, start something up to inspire other people, you know, and and to inspire myself, like, um the, the brand definitely helps me grow as a person and then also it helps me to you know help others so it it's it's twofold and um and that's been the journey uh it started off i wanted to just give information i wanted to teach people you know about you know uh just being positive african-american history spirituality um uh things of that nature 
And I said, should I write a book or something? <laughs> you know? And I was like, no, I don't think I'm going to write a book. <laughs> it's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> and I hear it's a lot of work at reading them. I know it's got to be a lot of work because it's a lot of work reading them. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, so I said, no, that's not the way I'm going to go about it. Plus, the people that I'm trying to reach may not even be reading books. because Man, I mean, <laughs> man, I mean, listen, bro, listen, I'm just listening to you talk. And, and it's so it's inspiring to me that, you know, uh, your journey, a right. So you have this journey of growing up in neighborhoods where drug uh, use and, and and selling is is prevalent. Uh, you also talked about your journey within your spirituality, growing up in a church, and and you came to this point where you saw a problem, right? And you said, "How do I solve this problem?" And you thought the traditional route, right? Well, I can become an inspirational speaker. I can write books. I can just talk about it, right? But there's a number of people who are already doing that. And some may be effective and some may not be effective, right? So uh, you took that and then you added the innovative spin to it and said, okay, uh, what's something that everybody who I'm trying to reach does, right? right? Everybody wears fashion. Fashion is something that everybody does. Clothing is something everybody wears. Uh, and, and it's a way, right, where I could, I could make some money, right? Because yeah. at the end of the day, you know, let's keep it let's keep it 100. You know, anybody who's in business is in business to make money. Uh, but you have purpose behind your, your, your you know, there's, there's purpose behind your drive. You want more than just, quote, unquote, to make money. Uh, so, you know, just listening to you talk through that whole journey piece, you know, is very inspiring and already uplifting to me. So I know anybody <laughs> else who's listening is going to be, you know, uplifted right. and, and seeing what you've seen and going through what you've gone through and you still have the the drive and uh, uh, ambition right every day to get up and, and to continue to do it. So I heard you say, you know, uh, you were doing this part time until a little while ago. So what tipped the scale for you to say, you know what, it's time for me to do to get a little more serious about this? What was that? Was there was there was there a motivating factor? And if so, what was that? Yeah, um, the motivating factor was just being being, you know, not cheating yourself. You know, mm. you got to give yourself a fair chance. And I feel like if you if if I was to do the job and work at the bank like I was working, I wasn't giving myself a fair chance. One, because it was like suppressing my creativity. Mm, wow. <laughs> every day they wanted you to come in and be the same person. And I'm not the same person every day. You know. I, mean? I hear that. <laughs> so I can't, I can't, it was just like suppressing my creativity. And then I would have to take like um, the weekends. Like I wouldn't even be able to get much done during the week because you know, uh, I would come home like just mentally drained. So mm-hmm. it was a. It came to a point where it's like you got to make a decision. You got to get out, get out of this bank. And uh, you know, I found a way to get out of there. Find a way to get out of there. <laughs> hey, man, listen, that's innovation again. Again, it's it's finding. You know, life is all about solving problems, right? And, and overcoming challenges. I like I like overcoming challenges. So you 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 saw the challenge of you know if I continue in this job every day on this grind that I'll never be able to push my passion, right? Uh, So you decided, you know, you just made a decision. So the determining factor was, listen, I need my brand to grow and I need to get this message out there to the people that need to hear it. So I'm I'm, going to just take this leap of faith and and do what I got to do to reach the people I'm trying to reach. Man, that's that's, that's pretty dope. So I have a question for you. Uh, the, the 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 brand is called Rebel Bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to talk me through that. So so why Rebel Bread and what does that what does that mean when when you somebody says that? What do you want people to understand yeah. about Rebel Bread? That's uh, and that's funny. Uh, some things just come together. You don't even know they they're coming together. But uh, it started off when I was first starting the line. I was going to start it up with my nephew, and uh, who's he was probably about twenty six, twenty seven now. 
And he said, whatever whatever brand we start, we got to put the word rebel in it. I was, and I was like, rebel? Okay. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm going to roll with it. And then I just, like, started throwing it around in my head. And I'm like, okay, rebel this, rebel that, rebel, rebel bread. And then I was like, not, not bread as a loaf of bread, but raised up in that manner. Okay. And, and then it just kind of, like, it just it would just clicked right there. I was like, yeah, that's it. I was I was like that's it and that just means like and it and as over time it has just like it just fits even more which is crazy because it's like okay as as an African American we're already rebel bred like you know mm-hmm. we, we was brought here to to have to go against you know um, you know the system we had you know just being slaves like you gotta you're gonna have to fight to get out of slavery then you have to fight to get through the the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to fight, you know. To, right, and they still make, they still fighting. Yeah, to make it in the corporate world, and it was like, man, it's like, yeah, you got, you're gonna have to, you know, be a rebel. You're gonna have to fight, and we was raised up in that way. And then it's just also about, you know, outside of, uh, you know, ethnicity and race, it's just like finding your own path, finding your own purpose in life, like mm. just being that rebel and just saying, I'm making a decision to find out who I am and just uh, going deeper in life's journey. So, wow. So, yeah. so it, it go again, it, and it, and it spreads, right? So it's mm-hmm. not just, uh, for one particular, uh, race or creed of people. It's for, it's for everybody because, you know, what I'm hearing you say is you want everybody to be inspired to rebel against what's expected, uh, and find your own path. Right. So not, not, not be a, a rebel, so to speak, and you're out here causing chaos, but be a rebel in, in the respect that, you know, there's expectations that society places on everybody um, and getting outside of those expectations and doing, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, your path, you you know, that you're supposed to be on. So I'm hearing you say, you know, a few words, uh, Nathan, and, it, and it's really it's really resonating with me is passion. It's purpose. It's it's your path. Right. Uh, it's finding out who you are. Uh, so if you're out here listening and you see rebel bread, uh, you know, automatically people see the word rebel and, and place a negative connotation on it. But, you know, it's really all about being positive, right? It's really right. all about uh, overcoming what we've already spoken about, challenges that you face every day. Um, and sometimes the challenges are even yourself, right? Every day you, we all have to get up and push ourselves to get where we're trying to go. Uh, so I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving the message even more than I already have. You know, full disclosure, you know, I, I, I go I work with Nathan's sister and I've seen the brand and I've supported yeah. the brand. Um, and, and now I'm ready to support it even more, you know, now that I have a greater understanding of it and getting that message out there, you know, um, because I think it's a, it's a great message to send to young people, you know, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through. Uh, so right now, uh, we're, we're coming to a close. There's a few more questions that I have for you, but if, there, if there's anything uh, that we haven't touched on about the brand, about the company that you want to say, I'll give you a few moments just to, just to freestyle a little bit. Is there anything that you want to talk about? Uh, let's see. Um, well, you, 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 we've covered a lot. We covered a lot and we got, I'll tell you, tell you about what we got coming up. We got some, some fresh new gear coming up. And before I go into that, like you said, it's, it's about getting that story across because it has, it has a great story with the line and it's a, it's a lifestyle brand. So that's the, the main focus right now is, is getting that story to as many people as possible and everybody's not going to be able to to absorb the message, but those who are will love the brand. So, it's, that's the that's the goal right now is to uh, 
expand the marketing and get this into as many markets as possible so uh, everybody can have a piece of Rebel Bread. And um, so we got some new some new gear coming up, which is we got some sweatsuits that are uh, especially compatible with Valentine's Day, the red, red, white, and black sweatsuits. Uh, we also have some Black History Month sweatshirts coming up, which are really dope. Uh, we, we took the bird and we put some clint, kente cloth on it. And uh, we got this, so we got embroidered uh, uh, kente cloth, uh, Rebel Bread Eagle on the sweatshirt. So that's going to be really dope for Black History Month. Make sure you all support that. And, uh, yeah, man, we're just keeping it moving. Um, springtime, we should have some nice surprises, too. We're going to put out uh, some more videos and podcasts. Uh, me and Eric were talking about that. So Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, I'm excited. It's gonna, we're going to make it do what it do. So the, uh, one, one, I have two questions left for you. One is fairly simple, but the first one is this, and then you might need a few moments to think on it. So as I'm speaking, think on it. Um, I ask everybody who sits in this chair, uh, what would be uh, a piece of advice or two or three pieces of advice you would give someone uh, who is a, who is thinking about doing what you did? You know, um, and I want everybody to understand. You know, starting a business from scratch uh, is is a faith walk. You know, you have to you have to really have faith in what you're doing and have faith uh, that you have the ability to be successful. So if you were to give any if any advice, it can be one piece or multiple pieces. But what would you tell somebody who's sitting at home listening to this who has a desire to start a company, no matter what it is? What would what would be the two, one or two pieces of advice that you would give them to say, you know, just do it? Uh, yes. One one is um, start telling people about it. Like, you know, uh. Cause once you, that's what I had to do. I had to start telling people, yeah, I'm about to start this clothing brand, you know? Cause right. Cause by doing that, I was holding myself accountable. Like, and because if you if you don't follow through on it, then they're gonna look at you like you're crazy. Like, oh, this dude's just talking some nonsense, talking about he was going to do it. <laughs> so I would say, believe like believe in yourself, and then just start telling other people. Like, and then just get some feedback from them, and then after that, do your do your research and. Stay detailed and seek and start networking and seek um, seek help, you know, because you can't do it by yourself. Amen. Seek help. Seek help. Network. Talk about it. Right. Uh, because, again, uh, sometimes people have an idea and they hold it so close to their heart mm-hmm. that you never get that feedback that you yeah. need. That'll help it grow. Yeah. So, you know, there's value in talking about it to other people and let other people understand it. You never know. You might find an investor who's excited about what you're doing, who wants to be a, a, a part of what you're doing. So, you know, talk about it. But you said one thing and I want everybody to make sure you heard what he said. He said, do your research. Because, you know, there are analytics in in every business. There's algorithms and everything that, that's out there. Uh, and you can learn a whole lot from, from research and doing those things to understand what you're about to get yourself into. Um, and, and know that, you know, most businesses don't make money in the beginning, right? Uh, there's a whole lot of, of time and sweat equity that goes into it. And, and you know, you got to be prepared for that. And the research will help you do that. Um, so the last question I have for you, I ask everybody, it's the easiest question to answer. Tell people how they get in touch with you, um, it, you know, whatever information you're willing to give out, that be phone number, email, website, whatever it is. Uh, tell people how they can find you and find your product. Yeah, the easiest way to get in contact with me is through, you know, Facebook or Instagram. And that's at Rebel Bread Clothing. Also, phone number, you can reach me at 412-401-0605. And if if you want to go directly to the website, just go to www.therebelbreadclothing.com. 
All right, you heard it here. You heard about the Rebel Bread clothing product line. That is not just a product line that he wants to make money on, but he wants to inspire. He wants to uplift not only people from his community, but people from anywhere. You heard what he said. He said, listen, find your path, chart your path, and go about the way that you should go. And, and he promises, and he won't. He can't make it happen, but we promise that if you chart your own path and you go where you need to go, you'll be successful. So you heard it here first. Rebel Bread clothing is available right now, uh, and there's new products that are always coming. So get in touch with them. Support small business right here in the Mon Valley. Thanks. Yeah.